0: Everybody and welcome to this Xbox Life episode 432, The Last Podcaster. I am one of your hosts, Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709, and with me tonight is my bestest buddy, Rob.
1: Can I do an old school?
0: What's up? That? No, that's banned. This isn't, no. this isn't the 80s.
1: <laughs> Dude, it makes me laugh every time. That's the 90s, by the way, not the 80s.
0: Whatever, it's so old. It could be the night It could be the 80s. <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> you were alive in the 80s if you saw in the 90s probably
0: <laughs> oh all right well
1: i'll do that and uh hey everybody what's up what's up
0: so welcome to the show we are without Brun tonight he's he decided work was more important <laughs> like really
1: so i don't you know. know he's busy on assignment at like the 1980 olympics
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know whatever all right, so we're gonna hopefully have a decent show, and hopefully I'll remember to do everything correctly. And uh, hello, Commander Sisson. Welcome to the stream. Um, so let's start out with by what we've been playing, because we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of community stuff this week, so we don't want to waste any time. What did you play this week, Rob?
1: Um, nothing really notable. Um, the couple of times that I did boot up my Xbox, it was all just. Like lately, I've just been booting it up. I get it updated. I go to the Insiders Hub. I tinker around in there for a while. And then then I've been going to that spring sale. And I keep going up and down that list. And then I just don't buy anything. And then I'm like, okay, I'm tired of this. And I shut it off. (laughs) It's almost like... It's like those things of where it's like you can't make a decision so you don't make any decision and that decision is also not to pick anything to play either. <laughs> Have you looked at that sale?
0: You know, I I did um I got looked at once and it was like nothing that nothing that stood out that I was interested in so and I and I think yeah. I was like I kind of came away underwhelmed but I think part of it might be that everything that interests me i bought when it was
1: full price yeah
0: (laughs) so i don't know there's nothing there that i I, have to have
1: yeah it's i mean there's some decent stuff in there i mean a couple of titles are i mean they all they've got your usual well the um like the battlefield and you got your halo games and Red Dead Redemption is in there again for like fifteen dollars. I, I, I just want to buy it for like ten or less. I don't know why.
0: You should have bought it back when it was like six dollars <laughs> when it you know, first came on backwards keep,
1: compatibility. <laughs> dude, you guys keep talking about that, and every time I go to see it, it's like twenty dollars, thirty dollars, or whatever. And I've never—I I believe that you, you're making that up. I don't think it's actually ever been less than fifteen. You know, I, I should
0: just send you my disc. I think I still have it on disc. I didn't buy it for 6 bucks because I have it on, or, or did I? Maybe I did yeah. just to have a digital version because it was so cheap. I'll have to double check that. But if I have the yeah. digital version, if I ended up buying it, I'll send you my copy, my disc copy.
1: <laughs> okay. So That sounds good. But I actually, you know, I actually did buy something. <clears throat> I bought that one uh, overcooked game. Oh, yeah. Because I, I heard you talking about it, it's a while back. It's
0: hard. It gets really hard yeah. really fast, and you can't play it by yourself.
1: Yeah, it was. It was, it's but it lover. was only like I think three dollars or something. It was super cheap. Yeah. So you know, for two, three bucks, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump on it. But some of the other stuff that I was looking at, like uh, like For Honor, that's discounted down to forty-seven dollars
0: or something. I'm like, what? If For Honor was there down to 30 bucks, that's what I went looking for. I'm like, I could probably buy that game for half price, and it was still like $47 or something. I'm like, that's not really much of a sale. Yeah, yeah. Not in my book, not for what I'm looking for, so.
1: Yeah, you know, it's like the stuff that they want to entice people with, let's say like the battlefields, because most of the people that really wanted it bought it anyway. They just want to lure people in to get it. Right. And uh, no, no, no. And, you know, there was one other thing that I just remembered that I wanted to talk about. You know, these sales kind of irk me with something. And that's that, like, for example, I bought um, that one Batman game. or um, uh, What's it called? The last one that just came out where you're driving around in the car all the time
0: i'm sorry what's called what batman. In was it arkham
1: knight was that the one?
0: Oh, the last uh
1: the last batman game
0: i think you're right because it was arkham asylum arkham yeah. city
1: yeah i think it's arkham Knight. Arkham well knight. whatever that the last great. one was <laughs> yeah it immediately got discounted so it must not have done too well but i bought it when it was full price and you know i started playing it and you know, then they have it on these sales where, you know, they have like the ultimate mega edition. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't necessarily want to buy the whole thing again. <laughs> but, you know, if there could be some some kind of upgrade or something, like maybe five, ten bucks to bump it up to like the super mega deluxe limited collectors, <laughs> you know, Megatron transformer version or something. I don't know. Yeah, you know, that, that'd be different and the sale last year too i guess i'm going off on a little rant here the sale last year for christmas actually no this would have been like not this recent christmas but the one before like i saw one of those um those tomb raider games it was like temple of osiris maybe or whatever that other one was the golden light something something <laughs> anyway i bought this thing and it wasn't too bad it was like eight dollars and then i get back into the list and then i see that it's like the like deluxe version of it for two dollars more yeah (laughs) i was so pissed
0: (laughs) you gotta review
1: that list fully before you
0: make a purchase
1: (laughs) exactly and then the other thing that they do is the games that you bought they don't show you the price for you know, it just says installed. Yeah. Or owned. Yep. So it's installed. I think if it's installed, it's owned if you didn't install, or if it's not installed currently, but you own it. It doesn't show you what the discount is. So you, I guess you can't be irked about how much they dump the price.
0: Right. Yeah. If you go into, like, your account, like on the Microsoft, if you go to the website and you go to, like, your actual account, yeah. you can see the history of what, what you bought and what it, what you paid for it. But that's... Uh, where you'd have to go digging for it. so
1: It's too much effort. It is. It's a lot of effort. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to do a test here. What? You let me know if you hear me cough. Go ahead and keep talking. Okay. <clears throat> did you hear me cough? No, I, I didn't hear anything. Okay, good. Because I'm host, I wanted to make sure when I mute that it still does mute. Because sometimes when you're hosting, stuff gets kind of weird. And we had it happen where it didn't mute before. So, all right, cool.
1: So, did you well, play anything else? So, I just I didn't hear it. It doesn't mean it won't be in the recording. That's true. That's <laughs> two different things.
0: All right. Well, if, I'm sure the so, Twitch group will let me know if they're hearing me hack and cough.
1: Yeah. So when it comes to that sale, though, I mean, I'm probably going to get, like, the last-minute rush, like, after we finish this show, because it ends tonight. I guess at midnight or whatever specific <laughs> time, midnight or something like that. So I'm going to have to go through there and see if I really want to buy something. Yeah. But... These, I mean, these, these sales really remind me of it's almost not worth to buy some things at launch. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, you might get some stupid launch day skin or day one edition something something for the game. But if you wait six months, you'll get the game at half price. And maybe it's like, a, you know, game of the year edition or something. <coughs> it's got all it's half price. It's got all the DLC in there that was released over the past six months, year, or whatever, and it's, you know, yeah, you might get delayed in playing it for a little bit, but you know, you save some coin.
0: Alright, it sounds like people are going me hear. cough, even though I'm muting, so I apologize. I will definitely try to get myself turned away from the mic the best I can.
1: Or just cough into a pillow. <coughs>
0: uh, it's oh, I, I don't that. know why it's bad tonight for some reason. I have my drink here, and I'll try to keep my throat wet, but
1: or do you got a mute on your mixer? You could just hit that. That's what no, I, like.
0: I I do not. Not on this cheapo mixer. Bron made us buy cheapo. It was expensive, but it doesn't have a mute, which he hates too. So
1: don't listen to that guy.
0: <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. So anything else?
1: Nope.
0: All right. So I played. I finished up the campaign on Bulletstorm. Um, I went through just as Again? Grayson Hunt. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was my first time on the Xbox One. But yes, well, my I wasn't second time
1: questioning through. it as being again. I said again.
0: Right, again. Second time yes. through. Um, I, there is a, I probably will play it again because there is a Duke Nukem campaign where you play as Duke. So I kind of want to go through and just see what that's like, uh, what they did and what what I'm sure he'll have his uh, own lines and everything. So I'll probably do that. And I did play some multiplayer with um oh come on i know who it was
1: oh while you're but thinking of that i heard i'm that gonna get the... it wrong but i think
0: it was was either artist artemis or armistice i think it was artemis <laughs> i'm gonna have to kick one of those guys off my friends list so i know who i'm playing with <laughs> uh you were gonna say something
1: yeah the um oh what i forgot what i was gonna say no okay
0: so, anyways, never mind. I did play some of like online. It's like a horde mode thing. Um, we did some of that the other day. That's that's a lot of fun. Um, and if anyone's out there wants to play that, let me know because it's much better with four people. It, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you get some stuff going, but you got to play as a team. You got to pull off the team, team um, skill kills. So you it, that's how you really get the points, and it does take that to to advance. So. Um and then I also played some Mass Effect Andromeda. I'm still plucking away at this game. I've got like over 40 hours in it. it, it it's this game is so weird. Now I listened to the Horrible Gamers. Uh, was or I'm I'm like halfway through their show. They they recorded Saturday. I was listening to them today. And uh, Jesus Walks a lot just you know, loves this game. And I think Sean Imes Fuller does it from from Horrible Horribly Awkward and you know, several of the guys I know, Brink of Eternity, they're all just like, this is the greatest game. They love it. I'm a huge fan of the original, and I still, 40 hours into this game, I still can't get into it, which seems odd that I got that much time in it. But it's 40 hours of just like, why am I playing this? I'm I'm just bored. It's like I'm only playing it because I feel like I have to because I love the original, and I'm hoping this game grows on me. It's just not. I'm, like, more frustrated with wow. it. It's just like, oh, I should go play something else. You know, I've got Horizon Zero Dawn waiting for me.
1: Um, I mean that that's such a like an awful situation to be in. You know, it's like watching a TV series that you started and you don't want to give up on it, but you're miserable the entire time. Lost. <laughs> exactly. You're lost with lost.
0: No, do you remember the TV series Lost? It was awesome out the gate, and then like yeah. around season four, they're just like oh, we only intended it to be a couple seasons. Now they're, they're making it stretch it out to nine. And it just it went so far off base. You're just like, uh, yeah. what's going on? Yeah, it's.
1: And then it has an ending where you just watch it and you're like, uh, whatever.
0: That was a waste of 90 seasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I just, I don't know. I'm having a struggle with this. Um, And this was interesting because I got this message that I'm going to play. Um, Mr. Sean Fuller from Horribly Awkward, he did an interview with Danielle Rain, who did the, she's the actress who voiced Vetra in the game Mass Effect Andromeda, and here's the message that was uh, sent to me, so I can get this to play. Hey Mark, Mark Cox, I'm talking to you, this is Vetra, Vetra Next. I'm your gunner, initiative wrangler, you know, everything you need. I guarantee if you bring me along on your next mission, maybe bring my buddy Drac or maybe Jal, we'll show you a good time. We'll take care of you. We'll have your back. We'll get through this mission and we'll make you fall in love with Mass Effect Andromeda. Nice. Isn't that cool?
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) He posted that in our Facebook group the other day, and I was like, that is awesome! That is so cool. So I was like, I'm going to go play right now. Um, and I ended up playing Bulletstorm with uh, <laughs> Artemis instead. <laughs> but, play that now. Well, I jumped on and to play, and then Artemis was like, hey, let's play Bulletstorm. And I was like, oh, I told him I'd play, so, um, so I ended up not playing Mass Effect that night, but I did play, and I do take Vetra out with me on every mission, so I always go with Vetra and Korra. Those are the two I take on every mission. So it was kind of cool that One of the people I take out, that the person that did the voice acting sent me that message. So, Sean, thank you. That was pretty cool. He must have been talking to her about, oh, I got a buddy. It's just, can't, you know, telling her I couldn't get into the game. And I love the original series. And this one's just not doing it for me. And I don't know why. And I want it to. And I want to love it. You know, uh, like, Jesus is like, I'm scared. He said on the show this week that, oh, I, I... I I had a dream that I finished the game. I woke up in, you know, cold sweat and I was it was a nightmare, guys. I was I was afraid it was over. And I'm sitting here going, "Man, I wish this was over so I could just say I yeah. did it." You know, I'm on the complete opposite. I'm I'm bored. I don't like the missions. I hate doing these vaults. I think it's just um I feel like it's a wash rinse repeat even though each one's a little different, but they're just they just I don't I don't find those vaults like very interesting they're so blah of, of an environment you'd rather be a vault hunter than- In borderlands yes. yeah yeah um, and the the planets I'm on one now and it's like this desert planet oh no, I hate it it's just like it's so blah to look at and it's so just you know I just I can't get into this and I'm so frustrated um, and I, I want to go play other stuff but it's I feel compelled that I gotta finish this thing. But I have a feeling yeah. this game's going to take me all summer to get through. It's going to be one of those I'm going to have to just do a little bit at a time. And um, I hate that I even say that because this was a game I was so excited for.
1: Maybe uh, you need to give it some time and then come back to it.
0: You know, I might do that. Um, Sony had a flash sale the other day, and I picked up the Uncharted collection. So it's Uncharted okay. 1, 2, and 3. I got that for 8 bucks. All three... Uh, and it's just the single-player campaigns, no multiplayer, but I don't care. I never played the multiplayer on it. And I also got The Last of Us for 8 bucks. So okay. I got a four games I bought for $16 on PSN. Plus, nice. I still got Horizon Zero Dawn. Plus, I want to buy Uncharted 4. You know, so... Hey, wait,
1: why why are you spending all that money when you could have bought Battlefield 1 for $80 on the, on the Xbox sale?
0: Because <laughs> I said I'd never buy Battlefield. <laughs> and I'm holding I to made that. I that price, by <laughs> the way. And I don't need to buy it because it's available to me. So, um, And Hawk, oh, thank you, Hawk. Thank you. Hawk's got 52 and a half hours played so far, and he feels the same way. For him, it's the characters. Yeah. There's no character that I really like or care about. Like Garrus or Rex? Absolutely, Hawk. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I carry, I take, I take Vetra with me because Garrus was one of my favorites. Um, Garrus was a Turian in the Mass Effect. So I'm taking Vetra because Vetra is a Turian as well. So it's kind of like, okay, you're kind of like my Garrus. I have to have my Turian with me. And then Cora's just hot. So I got to have her with me, right? Yeah. (laughs) So. um, Of course. um, I do like. I don't, I don't like Jol at all. He's kind of annoying. I, I never take Liam with me. He's annoying. I think that's his name. Um, and then I think the other person available is uh, Drax. And I don't mind him as much, but he's just... He's not... Um, oh, who's my Krogan from the original game? Uh, I can't remember. Was it Rex? Yeah, Rex. It, he's not Rex. You know, it's just like... So yeah. anyways, but... One thing I keep hearing is do the loyalty missions. That will really help you kind of bond and kind of bring the characters out and stuff. But the thing is, I'm kind of so bored with this game. I'm skipping story. I'm just like hitting the X to skip all the dialogue, which I never did in the first three games. You know, and I'm just you like, know, I just want to get at my through son it. for that.
1: Skipping the dialogue. I yell at you too. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: because <laughs> I'm bored. Not reading anything. I'm bored, but anyway so i might I, I i i'm just gonna work on it a little as a time and as we go i'll get through it hopefully before christmas so that's my goal by the end of the year i'll f- which year this year by the end of this year i'll finish mass effect andromeda
1: <laughs> dude Scorpio's gonna be out at the end of the year it's just gonna <laughs> annihilate
0: you <laughs> yeah let this game will you run better even, on scorpio too because it you not even run give it so a well.
1: second chance
0: um all right so that's what i played Enough of that. Again, shout out to Sean. Horribly awkward podcast. Thank you for the, uh, the message from uh, Vetra. That that was cool. I, I just put a big grin on my face. I don't think that's awesome. I appreciate that, buddy. All right. I guess I better pull up our thing because I'm not even paying attention. Um, I didn't. I'm not flipping the signs again. So here we go. We did that. So next. Uh, You can support the show by going to thisxboxlife.com forward slash Patreon. You can become a patron of the show by donating uh, uh, a set amount that you determine each and every month of the show. Just another way to support us. A big shout-out. I can't remember if we did this last week. I apologize, but I wanted to make sure. A big shout-out to Brian Stanley, our newest patron. Uh, Thank you very much for your support. Um, And, uh, Brian, uh, reach out because my memory so is correct. I'm pretty sure it is. You, uh, hit the tier. We want to get you on the show. So, uh, you donated enough to get a spot as a guest host. So reach out to us, contact at the Uh, and with a good email, we can reach out and we will set up a time to get you on an upcoming show. Uh, if you want to do a one-time donation, you can do that at this xbox forward slash donate. And, uh, uh, that's a one time thing. Again, we appreciate all the donations. They all go to support the Definitely. show. Um, Definitely. So, next, we are going to jump into our topics. And there's a lot of Star Wars. And <laughs> I got to start out by saying one thing. <clears throat> yeah. I'm going to spoil Star Wars The Last Jedi, which is episode eight, comes out this December. I just want to let y'all know, if you haven't figured it out, uh, Luke Skywalker's going to die.
1: He's a zombie.
0: No, he's not a zombie, but the title is The Last Jedi. So if, if him and, and Rey are the only two right now, and Rey is the new star of the series, obviously they're not going to kill her off. That means Luke's out. This will be his last one. You know, so I would just say uh, plan on it, people. <laughs> I already see people did, did post you, on Facebook. There's no way I'm gonna watch this movie. I can't handle seeing Luke Skywalker die.
1: Did you watch the trailer? Yes, I did. Okay.
0: Movie looks movie looks good. I mean, obviously it's gonna be great. I'm gonna be there's hopefully day one again. So I will be buying my ticket. I'll be probably sitting up two, three, four hours fighting the fighting the internet trying to get my. My order to go through again.
1: So. Are you going to get your uh, day one edition skin <laughs> for going to a Fandango or something?
0: I Your knows? real life skin? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next. Uh, yeah. After I get that, then I'll look like Luke Skywalker. So, but anyways, there was a tremendous amount of <clears throat> news on the Star Wars Battlefront 2. So there's a whole bunch of articles oh, yeah.
1: here. So we're gonna now. Did this all coincide? Because I know there was a a thing in Orlando that uh, uh, I don't know if you remember uh, our buddy Jay. Yes. From back in the day, yeah, he went down there for that. Oh. Sorry. Big <laughs> shindig in Orlando, that celebration or something.
0: The uh, yeah, the yeah, Star Wars celebration. It ran for I don't know how many days.
1: Yeah. So. Is this the 40th anniversary or something, or is that why, or is that coming up?
0: I think this is the 40th year, I believe. Yeah. The 40th okay. anniversary of Star Wars.
1: Because,
0: so, right. yeah, it came out in 77.
1: So. Oh, yeah, that's right. So. I actually did see it in the theater when I was a Utes. A Ute? <laughs> a Utes.
0: <youths>. A Utes. <laughs> All right. Um, so what I want to do... There was a lot of information, so what I want us to do, Rob, is if you've got the stuff pulled up, we're going to go down article by article and try to kind of go through these, share kind of our thoughts. I'm going to read some of this, not everything, sure, but I want to make sure we can kind of share some of the info. So first off, um, EA has announced Star Wars Battlefront 2 will be released worldwide uh, on PS4, Xbox One, and PC on November 17th, and pre-orders are now available which I made a comment in our Facebook group the other day. I'm like, don't you think it's a little early to pre-order a game that doesn't come out until November 17th? I mean, you can order it right now on your Xbox. I think it's a little early. I think... Uh,
1: that's seven months.
0: Yeah, that's... I think I can wait. <laughs> I'm not going to get any... Well, why give them my money now? But I think on the Xbox, but, pre-order on the hey, Xbox... What if they run out? Well, that's what if true. What out of copies? That's true. We might want to get them in now. They, they, they can only make bits. so many digital copies, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, they only have so many bits. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, they have to get a dump truck to uh, deliver some more.
0: So the the thing is, if you do pre-order it, I'm, I'm pretty sure through the Xbox, you don't get billed until 30 days prior. So you can pre-order it, and then I think it's at the 30-day prior to it releasing. That's when Microsoft bills you. I, I believe that's how it works. Don't quote me on it. Don't come crying to me if you get billed $60 today when you pre-ordered it. <laughs> so you run that risk. But I think they don't bill you until a few weeks prior. But uh, November 17th. So, um, and it will have a campaign, which <coughs> this campaign is going to take place in the 30-year period between the end of Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. So the campaign is going to kind of fill in that gap. Um, The story is going to follow a protagonist, Iden Versio, I I don't know if I'm saying that right, Um, who leads an elite Imperial unit called Inferno Squad. That already sounds awesome. Um, And players will get a chance to play as well-known characters like Luke Skywalker and Kylo Ren during the campaign.
1: You know, I'm not buying that name. I mean, that name does not fit like what I know of the Star Wars universe. You know, that's more like a Clancy thing. But Inferno Squad? Yeah. I think that sounds cool, man. It does, but Inferno it doesn't Squad. sound like Star Wars. Not
0: Stormtroopers. I mean, that's that's cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, whatever.
0: Whatever. Yeah. Um, Let's see. So, according to the campaign, uh, EA, the campaign is developed by former Ubisoft Toronto head Jade Raymond, uh Raymond's Motive Studio. So Jade, if you guys remember Jade Raymond is famous for the Assassin's Creed um line.
1: That's a woman, isn't it? Yes. Oh yeah, I remember her.
0: Yeah, she was uh used to come out and talk about uh Assassin's Creed. So that's where that's kind of think that's where I recall her first really I don't know what she's done before that. I'm sure she's done some work, but that's what I know her from is Assassin's Creed. Um and they did uh So the new character has been created in close partnership with uh, the group at Lucasfilm. Um, The story also, and this is important for Star Wars people, the story will be canon within the Star Wars universe. So this won't be like a runoff. This will be official um, storyline, which is kind of cool. And because they have a campaign, I will say I'm actually interested in this one. Um, I I never really got, as much as I love Star Wars, I didn't, I didn't really get into the Battlefront. Um, but having an actual story will not be a huge difference for me. Um, so they're going to do a story that hasn't been seen in Star Wars, which I think is cool. So it's going to be an official storyline that we've not ever seen. So it's going to be all brand new. Um, let's see. So And we're going to be uh, seeing it uh, from uh, the... By, as playing as an elite member of the Imperial Forces... Um, so we're going to get to see like what the battles from the other viewpoint. So I think that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: the multiplayer will have uh, several playable heroes, including Rey, Luke, Yoda, and Darth Maul, baby! <laughs> I will have to play the multiplayer just because Darth Maul is a playable character. Uh, he is my favorite character. Kills me they killed him off in one movie. Uh, he was the best. Um, the modes are going to support it up to 40 players. Maps announced so far include Yavin 4, Mos Eisley, and Star Killer Base. Um, space battles are going to return as well. Um, and it sounds like, uh, let's see if this was it. There is, it will offer a high stakes dogfights. And with land and air vehicles, players will be able to pilot ships, including First Order TIE Fighters, the Millennium Falcon, and more. So that's pretty, I think this is pretty cool. This sounds pretty rad, in my opinion.
1: Oh yeah,
0: um, An Elite Trooper Deluxe Edition will be available for pre-order including upgrades to all Trooper classes and access to the game three days early on November 14th. Well, I guess there you go. So you might want to get a pre-orders in now so you can play it on the 14th. <laughs> um, EA Access subscribers will be able to play as early as November 9th. <coughs> Excuse me. And anyone who pre-orders Battlefield 2 will also receive the last Jedi-themed content, including exclusive Kylo Ren and Rey-themed looks based on the character's appearance, appearance in the upcoming film. So, there so there you go. Um, this will also be available, this will be playable at EA Play. This is EA's public event that takes place just before E3 this year. So, people are going to, we're going to obviously in June, we'll see in probably videos of people playing this thing and to get to hear what they think. So that's kind of cool. So what do you think of all that, Rob, any comments, thoughts?
1: No, I mean, it, it sounds good for people that are into battlefront for sure. Um, you know, like you said, it's very interesting that they're going to be making it pre-orderable so early. I mean, you don't want to forget, I guess, cause you know, what is there not going to be enough buzz around <laughs> release time that, uh, you might need to get your Why thing in early. Know
0: grew- yeah. We're gonna get gonna get we're gonna get hit with ads because no matter what, I can't pull the stuff up yeah. without ads popping up. So
1: when Yeah, you- hit that hit that little speaker thing up top to mute it as soon as you see it.
0: Um it, it does. It it loads yeah. multiple times. Yeah. It, it loads and then it, it like puts the pop up one and then it, it and it runs the ad before the thing. And even though I stop it, it still runs the ad. This is the same thing Brun has a problem with. So it's no, but if you,
1: no, but in the tab, there's a little speaker icon. You click on that.
0: I don't have a speaker icon in my tab. Are yet. you on
1: Chrome? Yes. Oh, okay. So. There's a way to do it in Chrome, too. Maybe we'll talk about it after.
0: Mute the browser. That's what we need. Okay, mute. we need to talk. I want to mute my whole browser.
1: <laughs> no, right. there, there is a way to do that. But.
0: All right, we'll have to figure that out. Thanks.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's... Uh, You know, it's probably going to be a decent game, I would think. And uh, if you like Battlefront 1, or just Battlefront, uh, I think you'll like this one. I don't see any reason why it would be, like, an awful version.
0: It sounds like they've, and I was reading a different article, that they took a lot of feedback from the original. And as good as the original game was... There was things that were lacking, um, and they're addressing those things. Like you know, fans wanted a campaign. We're going to get a campaign. Camp- fans have wanted space battles. Well, we're going to get space battles. Um, so they're they're bringing the stuff in that the fans want. So yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be great. So and if this and if this sucker is, uh, um, what do you a Scorpio ready? Oh yeah, look out! Because the, the original game looked amazing. So, if you get this in full 4K, oh boy, this thing's going to look
1: awesome. (coughs) It'll be like your own, what, Clone Wars or something? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, animated.
0: So, some possible good news. I think this is pretty good news. So, um, there's not going to be a season pass uh, for Battlefront 2. So, I guess they're probably going to go...
1: are they going to... How are they going to siphon money out of the players, then? There's got to be a way.
0: Oh, I'm sure they're still going to do DLC. Um, oh, but okay. they said they don't want to segment the community, um, so they're getting rid of the season pass, which... <laughs> Why stop If you're now? still having DLC, you're still segmenting the community. So that yeah. if you don't want to segment the community, that, me- that means everything's got to be free um, after launch, or that you're not having any post-launch DLC. Wouldn't you say? Because if you're, if you're yeah. doing DLC, regardless of whether it's in a season pass or not, you, and people don't buy it, that's still segmenting the group.
1: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> okay, so upon looking back um, at how Battlefront changed over time, it's launched 2015 with addition of DLC. The team came to the conclusion for this type of game, season passes are not the best thing, and they need to come up with something better. So with regard to how it's going to be uh, released, they had the following statement. While we're not ready to confirm any live service plans just yet, what we can say is we've heard for feedback from the community loud and clear. We know they want more depth, more progression, more content. So we're focused on delivering that in every dimension of Star Wars Battlefront 2. We'll have more to share about this in, in soon. So we'll probably find out at E3 or at their EA Play event. Right. Um, the good news, too, which I think this, I think, is cool. If you're a console player, you're going to be happy. Console only will have split offline split screen co-op but that's consoles hmm. only wow okay uh this mode allow two players to play together locally and earn upgrades that can be transferred to the online multiplayer experience so you can play with your son offline cool. just the yeah. two of you and then you can that stuff whatever you earn will go into will transfer to your online so that's cool i like that I can. See, right, I think right. I might be playing a lot of
1: that with my kids. <laughs> yeah, you don't see that very often, like that split screen.
0: Yeah, that's something that's pretty much gone the way of the dodo bird.
1: Yeah, standpoint. it has.
0: So, all right, I think that was it for that one. So, next item up is and prepare for more ads. <laughs> um, as we cover, hold onto your games. hats. Hold on to your ass, yeah. Well, maybe there's not one on this article. Sweet. So, uh, the, still talking about Battlefront 2, the multiplayer, uh, bigger, better, and more emotional is the title. What? Um, so, they said where Battlefront 2's new single-player mode is attempting something different, the focus the returning multiplayer component, seems to be more about refinement. Uh, the last Battlefront got a lot right, but it has also occasionally felt like a gorgeous blueprint from something better to come. This could well be it. Uh, burnout uh, creators' criterion have stepped in. This one I thought was kind of strange. They've stepped in to take on the game's vehicles. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay. I'm not sure how their experience with uh, Burnout series translates into TIE Fighters and X-Wings. But
1: Are you going to have to, like, crash a TIE Fighter or something through an intersection?
0: Maybe we'll get a... Uh, uh, crash mode yeah. <laughs> battlefront 2 crash mode
1: yeah crash <clears throat> your ad at into an intersection there
0: you go <laughs> um all right so we've got that there so burnout's gonna or i'm not burnout criterion guys are going to be doing some of the vehicle stuff um the philosophy seems about creating not only a picture perfect star wars game but one that offers more fantasy of being boots on the ground in the universe. Um, They won't go into any kind of specifics, but uh, let's see. They've teased that the idea of the new game will offer full classes rather than the changeable equipment loadouts of the first. So each class will come with a shared progression system, but will change appearance depending on what map inside you're playing on. For instance, the prequels Battle Droids and First Order Troopers look very different, but are the same class with your chosen upgrades that progression system seemingly designed to let you feel as though you're molding a character as you play, helping you get more attached as well as fit your playstyle. So there's a couple of things that uh, to look forward to. Uh, one of the most dogged criticisms of the first game was it rarely made you feel like you earned its biggest rewards. Accessing gadgets, vehicles, and um, unstoppable heroes of floating holographic coins might have made things a little smoother. No more TIE Fire bun fights uh, as whole teams tried to climb into one cockpit. Um, that was, But it was hardly satisfying. The fact that collecting those power-ups is mostly a matter of good luck at the expense of other players, and that those moments could end that pretty suddenly only compounded the issue. So they said... Executive producer summarized the problem as it was brief experience for the lucky few. Um, blah blah blah. So they're they're gonna work some things out to improve on those. Uh, so far, the heroes that we know of are Ray, Kylo Ren, Darth Maul, Yoda, Luke Skywalker, and the new single player anti-hero, Aiden. So there you go. That's kind of some of the stuff we know about the multiplayer. Yeah. Now, the last thing I have is on the – whoops. What is that doing?
1: That's oh, not... you know, Criterion should stop working on this game and give us another burnout game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. <coughs> Got to give up on that dream. So, all right. So I do want to go through this one a little bit. Um, so let's see. The single player uh, obviously was announced. It was one obvious piece missing from the original game, or a 2015's fifteen's Battlefront. Um, let's see. The campaign was was co-written by Walt Williams, who wrote the highly acclaimed Spec Ops. The line is set right after Death Star, right after the Death Star Two explodes, and ends around the time that Star Killer Base does. A story ambitious spanning almost 30 years. So we, we talked about that 30 year point. The point, according to contributing developer Motive, is to bridge the gap between the original trilogy and the current films, exploring what happens to an empire without an emperor. To do that, they decided to let players become the empire, specifically in the shape of an elite imperial commander called Aiden Versio, uh, though there will also be segments that have you take control, have you control Luke Skywalker and Kylo Ren. The narrative intends to humanize the Empire in ways we haven't seen before, giving us a glimpse in the world of seemingly likable, genuine character who actually believes that the Death Star is a good thing. Aiden isn't intended to be completely without her criticisms of the Empire, but she is supposed to be one uh, of its nobler heroes, not among the obviously deceptive ranks of the Sith. Um, So that's interesting. So we're going to basically play the good guy for the bad guys you know you're, you're you're on the empire side but i mean if you think about any kind of war any kind of situation in the world you know like like rob you know you and i we're both living in the united states so we always think of us as the good guys but people in other countries don't you know they think of us sure. as the evil the evil in the world you know they probably view us as the empire we we view ourselves as the rebellion so
1: you know it's kind of like well you know we you and I, we are the good guys. Well, true. I'll, the country's a different matter. <laughs> That's up for debate. We're not. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, we are. The The country's the good. No, but yeah. it, it'll be neat because, I mean, a lot of people, I think, don't really kind of look at it that way, like from the other viewpoint. So, yeah, the people that are working for the Empire, like, what was it? Was it uh, Hawks or the dude that was, like, flipping in, in the last uh, – i'm gonna get my movies wrong so anyways episode seven the force awakens dude the dude that was like built that death star killer base and was given that almost nazi like lecture when they first fired that thing off i mean that dude was fully like man he's behind the empire he believes what they're doing is right you know yep. and oh, yeah. yeah i mean if you grow up in that so it'd be kind of interesting to see what they do here and if we end up liking the character that we're playing, even though we're playing evil, uh, that'll be interesting. So uh, I'm not going to say any more about it, but I just think it's kind of cool um, that we're going to have that opportunity to go through oh, yeah. uh, a, a campaign now for Star Wars Battlefront. So I'm looking forward to it. All right. Any other thoughts, Rob? On any no, sir. Star Wars stuff? Nope. All right. Um, I got. Then I'm just gonna turn it over to you because you got a whole bunch of stuff you added in,
1: so Yeah, I got a couple two, three things. So <laughs> um we weren't sure if it was ever gonna happen. But for March, the PS4 got dethroned. It was not the top selling console. Instead really? it was a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <I> was-
0: <laughs> Good point i didn't even i forgot about that i was like xbox did it really <laughs>
1: no <Nope. laughs> so another wah,
0: wah, wah, wah for, so now we're in third Microsoft. place right?
1: yeah <laughs> we dropped the three although i can probably safely say that i don't think uh nintendo is going to be the top selling in april just because you can't buy them <laughs> anywhere because they're sold out did
0: you hear that they they canceled Uh, the mini nintendo is no longer making the mini which just came out right before christmas the what that nintendo the nes classic the little mini one that you can hold in your hand oh yeah they they're not making them anymore
1: how come well
0: they've just canceled production of it you can't you you couldn't even find the darn things it's like everybody wants one and they're not going to sell them i was like that just doesn't make any sense Oh, They're
1: probably cool. devoting all their resources to the switches. I, uh, it's more profitable.
0: I, they still had to make Why money off of, of that thing. That thing was like like the size of a deck of cards.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was what, 70 bucks?
0: They were still selling them Something for like, like that. 60,
1: it came $70,
0: $70. Yeah, but those games, they've made but, their money on them a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. So
1: And they were probably just gonna make uh more money on People reliving their nostalgia and rebuying yeah. crappy old games from the '80s. <laughs> yeah, it <I laughs> just seems weird
0: that they did it for just a couple of months and then scrapped it when it was oh, yeah. like selling like gangbusters. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But
1: I'm not Nintendo. No, yeah, that was. So... <laughs> oh yeah. All right. But uh, Microsoft did mention uh, in their own statement uh, for the quarter ending March twenty-seventeenth. Uh, that it was a big one for the company, with record Xbox Live engagement, with 1.1 billion. I should say that with like a Doctor Evil <laughs> way, 1.1 billion. <laughs> you got to curve Mul-
0: your finger, pinky up. To oh your- yeah, yeah, my pinky <laughs>
1: up. In the corner of my mouth there. Uh, multiplayer hours logged globally, that's up 14 percent year over year. So says the company in position number three. So um, that was that. We're going down, not moving up in the ranks. No. Oh, well, what are you going to do?
0: Start Scorpio's on the Come. way to save the day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Scorpio's on the way to still be beaten out by the Switch.
0: Oh, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Uh, what is it? Um, the next Super Mario World's coming out holiday mm-hmm. this year. So it, it could yeah. very well outsell the Switch. I mean, the Scorpio. That would be sad.
1: Yep. So then uh, moving on, Microsoft has detailed the Xbox Fan Fest for E3 2017. That's coming up in just about two months or so. Uh, the tickets for the FanFest are going to go on sale on Wednesday, April the 19th. So if you're going to be out there, you can try to scramble and grab those tickets. It's a three-day event where 500 people can get entry to Microsoft's E3 press briefing. That's going to be on Sunday, June 11th at 2 p.m. Pacific. I'm trying to think. So that's like around noon Central Time, 11 uh, Eastern Time here in the United States. Please adjust accordingly to wherever time zone you're in. And then uh, the ticket holders are going to have the opportunity to get hands-on experience with Project Scorpio. And uh, upcoming games at a private event on June 12th. So that's on Monday. So that's pretty cool, isn't it? Yes. You not only get to go to the briefing, but you can check out the Scorpio, what, probably at least four or five months prior to hitting retail. Dude, I so wish I could go.
0: <laughs> yeah, the
1: the first 400 tickets are going on sale uh, this Wednesday. First come, first serve basis. I mean, I think they're... Probably going to sell out faster than like a Taylor Swift concert or something. I don't know. I'm assuming that sells out quickly. And uh, they're going to begin at 6 a.m. Pacific. The remaining 100 tickets are going to be offered through promotions and giveaways. Uh, you must be 21 or older with an Xbox Live gamer tag to complete the transaction. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I did not see any mention of how much the tickets are going to be.
0: They but probably I, won't cost anything. Oh, really? If this is Microsoft just giving them away to fans, they're basically inviting them to the show and to the to get their hands on the Scorpio. They probably oh, so won't you can pro- You'd have to get, pay for your own transportation and stuff there. And, oh yeah. But I should try it anyways. You know, it's not that far of a drive. I could drive down there in a, a really long day. <laughs> I could drive to LA. <laughs> It'd be a you really know, long customer day.
1: appointments or something at the same time
0: i don't have any <laughs> customers a, well, down not there anymore at the same anymore. time <laughs> i don't have any in california anymore now that i moved well you could Pacific just say Northwest. you forgot
1: yeah <laughs> you forgot whoops sorry
0: i could just take a trip and then just have have a yeah. have a have a layover in la of a few days <laughs> yeah there you go i need to go so to alaska via la <laughs> sure <laughs> sure why not That's funny.
1: So, So, yeah, FanFest, if you can make it, uh, see if you can grab the tickets on Wednesday. Another thing that was kind of interesting is that there were some reports of a PlayStation 1 emulator on the Xbox One store. So, somehow they snuck this on. It came in as an application called Reader, And there was a, a YouTube video purportedly that detailed how to use it. And uh, the frame rates were supposedly running between 35 to 60 frames per second <laughs> on uh, on a bunch of these games. Uh, by the time that I saw this story, I actually went to see if it was on there and it was already taken down, unfortunately. But yeah, I wondered uh, uh, if this was actually legit or if somebody just made up a story, but I, I thought it was kind of cool enough to uh, mention.
0: Well, I know recently Microsoft had just released some kind of press release about they wouldn't there would be no emulators allowed in the store.
1: So yeah, we talked about that last week.
0: Did we? Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. So this is I guess an example of why they would not allow it. Yeah. I guess it opens them up to all sorts of issues. You know, especially if it's a competitor.
0: Yeah. I don't think Sony would be happy system. about it.
1: Yeah, I mean not that you know you can't run it but you know, it's just uh liability, whatever, copyright, all that fun right. stuff. So it's gone. Don't bother looking for it now. Well, unless I guess it shows back up there. Then, uh, then PDF couple reader more. number two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they call it like, I don't know, doc reader, <laughs> doc X reader, XLS reader. What's that other reader for that Microsoft thing? Uh Visio? Vizio player, Vizio Reader. Anyway. Uh, more new Xbox One features are on the way. And um, uh, those features include a whole bunch of fan requester, fan requested additions, uh, including sharing your looking for group post on the activity feed or through a message. Unfollow a club or game hub directly from your activity feed. Your profile is...
0: Oh, whoa. Sorry. Your pro-
1: yeah, your profile uh, displaying your arena tournament history and upcoming tournaments. Then for broadcasters, uh, Beam and Twitch broadcasts uh, can have an option in the guide for your connect to locate you automatically. I've never... Uh, use the Connect for this stuff. So I guess what it's not a automatic process; it's manual or something. You got to paint yourself in or something somehow. Say, say
0: that. Did you ever say do that, that again. What What was the feature?
1: So for Beam and Twitch broadcasts, you will now have an option in the guide for your Connect to locate you automatically.
0: Oh, i I think it just. I think right now it's just, it just just turns it on. So whatever is in front of the camera is what's on view. So I do know the Connect, at least 2.0, the current Connect on the Xbox One. Like if you're doing Skype or something and you move in the room, the camera will move and follow Mm -hmm. you. So maybe they're adding that type of technology into the beam, so that if you're, you know, maybe it'll. Because like I sit in a chair. I mean, you think about it. Like if I'm beaming from my Xbox, I'm sitting. I'm not sitting right here at the desk like you know you see me very well in the video i'm sitting 12 feet back so it's like you see your room more than the person so maybe it'll actually take the connect camera and actually zoom in on the player which would make sense
1: right right okay uh the next feature i know you could have used this one a couple years ago mark captive portal support for wireless internet is coming, which is going to allow Wi Fi authentication through a browser. <coughs> That's great for uh, hotels.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Public Wi Fi, Starbucks.
0: About friggin' time. Employer. Yeah. Major Nelson must be tired of carrying his Xbox and never being able to play because <laughs> the hotel wireless.
1: Exactly. And
0: he finally complained <laughs> to the right person and they're fixing it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you can filter posts on your activity feed. On the uh, Xbox app for iOS and Android. And lastly, on the Xbox app for Windows 10, they're going to be adding an option to select the audio input and output sources for party chat. Interesting. So there's no date for any of this stuff. It's just coming at some point, but it is on its way.
0: I saw something earlier today about a party, like the overlay. You could overlay your party so it would show you who was talking. You know how, yeah, like, you get your that's achievement a party chat tracker? overlay. Oh, okay. You did say that one? Sorry.
1: Um, no. <laughs> it wasn't in the list that I read, but it is part of it.
0: Okay. That's weird. I don't know. I mean, so, especially if you had, like, eight people, you'd have your their names overlaid and you could see who's talking, but I wouldn't like that yeah.
1: because
0: it would be so over the, your game.
1: The party overlay thing is. Um, it's gonna pop up when somebody in your party speaks, so that you can see who's talking. You can customize the positioning and transparency of the pop-up. Um, I mean, that's kind of like what uh, you know some of those services do. Like uh, I know WebEx does it, right? So it identifies the speaker, and uh, I think I think you get a same similar thing with Google Hangouts, and I think even with Skype too. So at least you know who's chatting, especially if people have a similar voice. Yeah. So um, that's it for those updates. Uh, some of them definitely, definitely uh, welcomed in particular that, uh, that captive hotspot one. Yes. Yeah. Did we talk about what that was? We should probably mention it. That's where uh, like in a hotel or something like that, you have to authenticate before All you right. can actually get Wi-Fi. Whereas, what was that problem that you were having? Like you couldn't get an IP or something because well, you couldn't.
0: No. So when you go to the hotels and, and sometimes, yeah. sometimes even like on certain phones or tablet devices, it's the same problem. Um, I've been in I've been in airports and not been able to even get my iPhone to go. So you, you connect, you go into the wireless, you connect to the hotel or the airport's wireless connection. Well, ninety nine point nine percent of those require you to go to. It typically will automatically, when you open your browser, it automatically goes to, like, the hotel's web page. And then, like, I'll have to, like, put in my code or I have to select if I'm going to pay for Internet broadband. And, you know, they have, like, the normal, and then they have the, you know, unrestricted, which they charge you, like, $25 a day, which is BS. So, um, but uh, I always got to put in, like, you know, my... my membership number for the hotel to get my internet access for free. And um, so you got to get to that page and that it's that page that never appears. And it's not like, you know, the, the hotel.com. Okay. It's not, it's like a very specific web address that you don't know what it is. It has to automatically appear. So on the Xbox launching the edge browser does not automatically. So I can connect to the hotel wireless, you know, it connects, but I can never like authenticate through their web page because that web page would never pull up you know that's the problem so'm I'm, I'm really glad that they're gonna fix that because like my ass I, I would I, I've taken it before and I end up usually having to play I can't play online I'm always having to play offline which is fine I mean I can still play but I prefer to be on live and playing with my friends and stuff if even if I'm traveling so that's yeah. cool for I like that I'm really excited to see that I will happily test that out for him. <laughs> I might have to get in back into the preview program just to get that one. So But yep. I'll wait.
1: <laughs> All right. And then um so moving on the game pass preview. That's something that was available to insiders. Yep. Um, I don't know, about past month or so. It's being expanded to more users. So this is going to be a new wave of invitations for pre, uh, preview members. And this is, uh, I guess, the third wave that is uh, underway. And then uh, if you get a part of that, then uh, you can add the program to your profile. I guess that's the best way to describe it. Did you say something? Nope. Nope? Okay. You can add to that to your uh, profile, and uh, it shows up kind of like another program, just like Xbox Live does. And uh, I don't know if they've done any changes to the <coughs> games in there, but uh, the list was kind of underwhelming. But I guess uh, it's what you can expect for something that's in testing. They're really not looking to give you the games yet because they're promising 100 games of right, various types. Because you're not types. even paying for it yet right right it's just just a test it's yeah yeah it's them testing out the back end
0: right making sure it's not
1: like (laughs) yeah it's not like you're getting early access to the games it's just they're testing out the the feature
0: because i'll guarantee that they're probably if you go into that they've got that preview app um they probably have tasks for people to go into the game pass install a game and then probably like remove one or or there's probably something set up to say okay take me out of game pass I'm no longer a member and see if you can play the games you know and stuff like that
1: yeah yeah cuz the initial uh game pass thing that they had uh know, a couple weeks back you know i mean they wanted you to like scroll through see how easy how easy it was to view the games and yeah and such and i mean it was just basically like a like a store view, really. Just a whole bunch of old games. But, uh, yeah, a new wave going out of those. Uh, next up, we have uh, refunds. Refunds in the Xbox Store. So this came out, what, about a week ago, I think? Yeah. Or thereabouts. So uh, they're gonna, Microsoft is going to offer digital refunds in the Xbox and the Windows Store as well. So they do have a couple of (coughs) of, um, uh, little things to note in the policy. So the games and apps are eligible for self-service refunds within 14 days of purchase if you have less than two hours of playtime across all accounts. DLC, season passes and add-ons are not eligible the game or app must be downloaded and launched before requesting a self-service refund. That says you must wait at least one day after the game or games app release before requesting a self-service refund. Certain Windows 10 apps may not be eligible. And Windows reserve, or Microsoft reserves the right to block access for users who abuse the refunds. So I think this kind of goes in line with, you know, other policies that we see on the mobile platforms and on Steam and such. And uh, I guess it's pretty cool they did it. I'm really surprised that it's 14 days.
0: Yeah, Yeah, because uh, there's a lot of games you can complete, you know, in a day or two. And I know there's people who have already been talking like, oh, do you get to keep your achievements? You know, I can beat a campaign in eight hours. Can I buy the game, play the campaign in one day and then go ask for a refund, get my money back and get to keep my achievement points? Um, I hope I would hope that they would take those away, strictly because people would do that. If you're, and, I, and this is the way I feel, if you don't like the game, if you truly want a refund because you don't like the game, then you don't need that on your gamer score history. You know, I would want it removed, and they should remove it. They should take all those points back. Um, and I also think that they should look at it. And if they go, oh well, yeah, you, you, this is day 13, but guess what? We see you've completed the campaign that was 12 hours or 14 hours long guess what, you don't qualify for a refund. I think if you've played the game, they should look at it more of how much time have you put into it. Oh, you played one or two hours and you're requesting a refund? Fine. But then the other thing comes up is like some of these indie games that are only two or three hours, they're throwing a fit. Because they're like, hey, you know, you can't put a time limit on it because some of our games are so short. So I think they need to do it as like if you, you know, I think they should do it more of like a percentage of the game. And I'm hoping that's what they look at. Because if they're just like, oh, you got 13 days, then people will be returning it, playing the game and returning it to just get their money back. So, But then that, again, that's where they'll say, nope, you can't get refunds anymore. And I'm fine with that.
1: Yeah.
0: People shouldn't abuse the system, period.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly.
0: If you don't want to buy the game, then go to Gamefly and rent it. You know, or go to Redbox. So.
1: All right. Yep. Anything else? And then... Uh- yeah uh let's see lastly here a couple quick things just wanted to mention uh scorpio has been confirmed to have a reveal at e3 i think we pretty much expected this um (laughs) but it is going to happen and then uh i think i think
0: the big news on that is that it's going to be revealed at e3 and not in may at a special event like we were expecting prior yeah. Right. So we were all kind of expecting to see it beforehand and it looks like their whole digital foundry reveal was what they were going to do. That's, it sounds like that's it until E3. That's what Microsoft okay. has said. So
1: at least when it comes to Scorpio,
0: right with Scorpio. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then uh, gamer picks uh, custom baked gamer picks are, have entered testing. Uh, this is for the insiders. This is something that's going to be in testing for quite a while. I read through some of the steps to do this on my console and it involves doing a, an image of at least, what was I think it was like 1080 by 1080. So you have to make it square, you do your image and then you have to put it on a USB drive, connect it up to the console. There's a, there's a bunch of steps, it's not super easy. Well, I mean, it's simple, but you have to go through a number of steps to to complete this.
0: Well, they, they and, added this uh, to the new, like, the, the iPhone app, the Xbox app on the iPhone. That yeah. was listed as a new feature, and someone else in our community was like, how do you do it? And I went through, and I was looking. I couldn't find a way to do a custom, upload a custom app, uh, gamer pick on there. When you go into the picks, it's all pre-selected stuff. So, But they said that, that was one of the new features of the app. I <laughs> can't find okay. it. I can't find it anywhere.
1: <laughs> Who knows? I wonder. I wonder if also it's in the Windows 10 app as well, because I saw that the beta app got an update. I don't know if it was today or yesterday. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I I did not find anywhere to do that in here. And it was, you know, when I launched the the app itself, it came up the other day. Said, "Here's the new features," and I saw it listed as, "Here's the new features in the current version." And I went looking for it and could not find out how to do it. I went into settings. Yeah. I went under, you know, hitting a little profile. And, like, if you go into your character, then there's customize. Oh, no, wait, that wasn't it. It wasn't customized. Um, I can't read where I found that. But I found a spot where it was, like, change your pick. Um, and it was, like, just it wasn't an option. There was no, you couldn't, like, add or upload a custom picture like they said that you could so i'm not sure where it's buried at in here but it's supposedly in here somewhere i don't know yeah i find out i'll post it to the facebook group
1: yep and then uh lastly microsoft is (coughs) pushing beam as the primary e3 viewing format which is interesting yes It says, uh, on the official website for the E3 press conference, Xbox team is promoting Beam as the primary way to view the event. And we'll see how that goes. Hopefully it'll be better than previous shows where the uh, event kind of tanked a little bit with video problems and such. So maybe uh, Beam is geared to support all of that viewing goodness of E3. Yeah and I believe that's all I've got
0: all right well let me pull my app back up all right so you can reach us um, at our website now uh, if you want to send us a voicemail you can do that by clicking send voicemail on the right hand side of our page at the 6 um, and we did get one this week but before I do I want to announce our winner so we've been the last couple of weeks we were telling our listeners over in Europe that if you use Amazon.UK, that we have a giveaway for you. <coughs> and um, the winner is, drumroll, Kangen1973. I believe he was from Denmark. I think he was one of our Denmark listeners that sent in a voicemail. Um, so I will send you, Kongen. I will send you your um, gift card for Amazon.UK. Uh, through I'll send that to you through an Xbox Live message. So look there for your code, and congratulations, and thank you guys for listening, Uh, guys and gals, uh, because we had a female listener from Denmark as well as also Catflap1970 also contributed. But we did get a voicemail this week from a Mr. Ryan Gibson, who's on Achievement, or I'm sorry, uh, Horrible Gamers podcast, so let's see what Ryan has to say hey guys what's going on it's Ryan from the horrible gamers podcast and I'm just calling to say I love you guys you guys are the best you guys were one of the first podcasts I ever listened to and uh, I gotta say like you guys are probably part of the reason why I podcast now Um, anyways I was listening to your show last week and uh, you guys were talking about Microsoft's premium products and I think um, you had a good point there but to be honest I think that if they cross that 3.99 US line, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. So I'm I'm thinking Scorpio 3.99, 4.99 up here in Canada. So 3.99 US. That's what I'm saying. But um, anyways, have a great show, guys. Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, I'll talk to you later. All right. So well, thank you, Ryan. Um, so here's a thought I had. So we've been talking about. Everybody, every show I listen to, our community, everybody's been talking about price of Scorpio. What's it going to be? So let's say they come out that Sunday, Priority 3, and they say $399. <clears throat> we'll just say, because everybody's saying you can't go above the cost of the PS4 Pro. You just can't. you got to come out at $400. Bucks. <clears throat> What's going to stop Sony from dropping the price of the Pro? two days later when they get on stage right and now, the Scorpio is the most expensive console out there. So even if they come out of $400, they could still get hosed in a way on price because I mean, the Pro's been out. I don't know how it, I mean, obviously it's not been out long enough that they want to discount it, but in Sony probably doesn't feel like they're going to have to, but if they do feel threatened, there's no reason, nothing saying that they can't cut the price of the pro right out the gate at E3, and then that's the big news. And now the Scorpion, because Microsoft can't go, oh, okay, well, we'll drop it. I mean, that makes them look like they're floundering. You know what I mean? Yeah. So do you think, you know, what do you think about that, Rob? Do you think they come out more expensive than the Pro, same price as the Pro, or anticipate a price drop of the Pro and come come in under that?
1: You know, it. it who knows? I mean... I, I'm still unsure what the reception of the console is going to be. You know? It, it, I, I have no idea. I can't even guess.
0: I mean, I can see him coming out being more expensive. Okay? I, I can see that. It, it is a, a factually hardware-wise, we, we've got the numbers from Digital Foundry. We know it's right? better. But, it's a better piece of hardware
1: than the Pro, right? But, I mean... They did that bet with the Connect, and the four ninety nine price tag. Yeah, but know, and but, was, the, but that's a different thing, thing though. That
0: was, add-on. that was an add on. That was an add
1: on to the console.
0: So we're just comparing console to console. And I know they bundled that in and forced everybody to pay the ex, the upcharge.
1: But I'm just saying. So right, I, but so, they went. You know, this is worth it, and this is kind of the same thing. It's right. Okay, it, so it's basically the same thing.
0: <laughs> okay, so. Let's look at these two, the PS4 Pro and the Scorpio. They're the top guys. They're the hottest pieces of equipment out there. Statistically looking at the facts, the Scorpio is a better machine. It's a faster, stronger, whatever. It is performance-wise better than the Pro based on the numbers that we've seen. Okay, so it stands to reason on that that it deserves a higher price than the PS4 Pro, correct? Yes. Okay. So I can see them doing that because l- logically it is a better machine. So why, right. why would you price it at the same price? If it's better when you price it, cause see, here's the other flip side. I think a lot of people don't realize if they come out and they price it at the same price, then, then maybe the tagline of it being better. Cause then the consumer goes, well, these are the same, you know, cause a right. lot of people aren't as informed as our community okay they don't they don't the majority of people out there that are gamers don't dive into podcasts and and, and live on IGN and GameSpot and all these different gaming media websites and stuff they, they just don't do it that's that's a pretty small percentage of people that do dive into all that so they're, they're just gonna go into the store and go oh well these two are identical they're not gonna know they're gonna look at the price and it doesn't matter to them what the price is they're, you know they're probably gonna buy the cheaper one so, but, but seeing two different prices, I think, tells people, oh, this one probably is better. You know, it's more expensive, it's a better machine. You price it the same, now it's no different. You lose that premium, you know, from that viewpoint. If you price it lower to try to compete or try to anticipate a potential PS4 Pro price drop, you know, now you're under them. Now you're like, well, now you definitely aren't as good, you know, from that viewpoint. So I don't even know what they're going to do. And, and, you know, I'm going to just say whatever they do, I'm buying it because I am i don't expect it to be more than $500. I would be shocked if it was more than that. And I think Ryan's correct. It, it, the, the thing would be a death sentence to it. But if, if, but again, Phil Spencer said they expect to sell a lot more Xbox One S's than Scorpio's. Right. So. Again, it, it's mindset. If Microsoft is coming at this like I just want to put this premium product out there that is better than everybody else, and I don't, and I'm not putting it out there as a direct competition to get our numbers back up, then yeah, it can hold a hold, it can hold that price tag because it's going to do what they want it to do. If they like, we really need to beat Sony and we need to catch up, then then it's going to be all price. But again, right. if you price it wrong or you price it at and go, hey, we're the same as them. And then two days later, Sony goes, ha <laughs> no, you're not. We're now 50 bucks cheaper. Ha ha, we win again. It takes their, that steam out of them. So I don't know what they're going to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that, that's a pretty good perspective, I guess. I really hadn't thought of it that way. I kind of thought of it as, you know, they got to get it in there in, in some way so that it looks like, uh, you know, something that would, that they would want to sell a lot of. But I guess the Xbox One S is that generic everyday console, and this is for premium folks. It's not meant to have the volume.
0: Yeah, I think no matter and what it's, if it does, it's one of those things. I think they're darned if they do, darned if they don't. Yeah, I don't no, want to be. Not. I would not want to be the guy happen to make that decision because I can see justification for that price to be anywhere from you know two ninety nine to <clears throat> six hundred bucks. You know, I mean. Right. It, it it just it's really I guess depends on what what does Microsoft want what do they want this console to be do they want it to put them back up to number one in sales of hardware units and the Xbox One to be the number one console piece of hardware or do they just want a device that is available for those that are willing to plunk out? I mean look at the the 1080, uh, 1080 and the ten seventy graphics cards you know they make a ten eighty graphics card it's six seven hundred dollars. And they make another version that's not quite as good, and another version that's even cheaper than that. You know that it doesn't. You know people that they still make those super high-end, very expensive cards, and they still sell them. You know you don't see right. AMD and NVIDIA going, well, we got to undercut the next guy. No, they make a cheaper version of that hardware for those that don't want to spend the money. And that's where I think Scorpio could kind of follow that model. Maybe they're going to say, you know what? We're selling. We are successful. We're making money. We don't need to be number one, you know. Maybe they got other plans to bring people back in and doing exclusives on Xbox and whatnot. But maybe they're gonna, you know, have that as a higher price tag for people that want it. It's just nobody knows. There's there, there's so many ways it could happen. Either way, I'm putting my money on it because I'm in love with it. I, I can't wait to see it. Um, right. And I've seen the dev kit. I think we've all seen that. It looks just like the S, except it's got a bunch of weird buttons on the front, which will go away. But it looks like it's going to be identical to the S, maybe different colors and stuff, but in some different trim. But it, it seems to be the same size. Um, so I think it's. We'll see.
1: Yeah. All yeah. Right. Definitely.
0: All right. Um, okay. Let's move on. We're running out of time. I got other stuff I want to get to. So we've got. Also, you can email us contact at thisxboxlife dot And we did get a couple emails this week. And um, Rob, you definitely have to read these. Specifically, okay. the second one. All right. But uh, so have fun with this first one. It's long.
1: <laughs> all right. So uh, first one is from Zod One Hundred. <coughs> Hi guys. This is uh, Udit. Udit hope I pronounced that right there. Uh, Long-time listener and first-time emailer. I love your podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts on the internet. My email is regarding exclusive games discussion that you guys were having last week.
0: All right, we should probably just stop it right there. (laughs) I'm just
1: kidding.
0: Oh. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I got you. (laughs) I got you. And it's not fair to count niche Japanese games is exclusive because they are not popular in the West. I disagree with the statement because if a game is exclusive to the console, then we should count it as an exclusive. It doesn't matter whether it's an indie AAA or a super niche title. A game is a game, niche or not. All the big exclusive Japanese games released this year on PS4, like Yakuza, like Yakuza 0, Nio. Nier Automata and Persona 5 are equally popular in the West, Europe, and Asia, as uh, they are in Japan. All these games are close to 90 on the Metacritic, Metacritic and sold close to 2 million copies worldwide. Persona 5 launched number one in the UK at launch, so you can't dismiss these games by calling them niche or by saying that no one buys them in the West. These games are very popular in the West, Europe, and Asia and are fully localized in English for the US, UK with English, or and UK uh, with English voice acting. All of these games were, are developed by big Japanese studios like Sega, Team Ninja, Square Enix, and Platinum, and not by some small indie Japanese studios. And all of these niche Japanese games outsold Halo Wars 2 in less than a week worldwide and also many big Western PS4 and Xbox games in sales like Order 1886, Quantum Break, and all. Near Automata is no less of a game than Horizon Zero Dawn. I played it and I like it more than Zero Dawn. You should also try it. You can check sales and more details about these games yourself if you don't believe me. If Xbox is not popular in Japan or Japanese developers, Amid, avoid making uh, j- uh, games for Xbox, then it's Microsoft's fault, in my opinion, and not the developers, because they have not made enough effort to release any exclusive games in Japan since the early 360 days. The last exclusive JRPG released in Japan by Microsoft was Lost Odyssey and Blue Dragon. That's it. How can you blame Japanese gamers for not supporting Xbox? If Sony can make games which are popular everywhere, both in the West and East, then why can't Microsoft do the same? Microsoft needs more first-party studios like Sony to create different types of games for all markets. If Sony and Xbox can do it, then why can't Microsoft? They just have if to Sony take the Nintendo, risk.
0: If Sony and Nintendo can do it.
1: Oh, oh what did I say, Microsoft?
0: You said if Sony and Xbox.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. If Sony and uh, Nintendo, sorry about that, can do it, then why can't Microsoft? They just have to take a risk and forget about making profits with every single game. I love Xbox and will buy a Scorpio day one, but we can't deny that Microsoft is lagging behind Sony when it comes to quality 85 to 90% or 90 plus exclusives this generation. I have faith in Phil that he and his team will deliver quality games for Scorpio. That's all I have to say. Keep up the good work. Love the podcast. PS, sorry for the long email.
0: Okay. So I do have a couple of responses to him. Okay. And I appreciate his response. I mean, I oh, absolutely it's, it's, no complaints about it. I really appreciate everything. I love when our listeners respond. Um,
1: no, and I mean, I'm really impressed with, um, you know, how informed yeah, you know he is with all of those uh, JRPGs. I mean, it it definitely seems like this, uh, you know, those those games hit home for him.
0: Uh, so the my 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 intent or my point last week when I was talking about this was not that you can't include those. Okay, you can't not that you can't include those those exclusives because they're in a smaller market. My point was that the quote video gaming media will list all this stuff for Sony and saying all these exclusives, and then they and then when they go to Microsoft they say well oh, Halo and uh, Gears of War and uh, Forza that's it, which isn't the case. There's a lot more exclusives that Microsoft does have, and they also have some like small stuff that's not you know so their list is pretty big as well. Is it as big as Sony? Probably not. I don't believe it is. I think the Sony one is bigger. But you can't say Microsoft only has three exclusives and Sony has eight hundred. That's BS. That's 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 wrong. And I think that these news outlets should be held accountable for their false stories. That's all I'm saying. That that that's what irritates me. And they're trying to make it sound like there's, you know, all this other stuff and in I'm sorry, smaller games or smaller markets. Um you have to include those smaller games, smaller markets on the Xbox as well. Make it a comparison of apples to apples. Be fair about it. If you're a journalist, you got to report facts, and they're not reporting the facts. They're beefing the story up for one point of view, probably because that's who's paying them. Sony is paying them a large marketing budget, so they're, they're going to beef everything up to support that, to keep the money coming in. It, it's just that's what they do. That's why the guys at Giant Bomb left GameSpot because they were not allowed to accurately review uh, report a, an actual score on a game because they that game company was paying that company a bunch of money and wouldn't allow it so they they allowed the money to dictate what their review score was and that's why these guys left you know and that these people so there's other outlets that are still doing that type of stuff just be fair is all I'm saying. Um, right the other thing about it's Microsoft's fault they should be you know they should, they should not be worried about profits. Well, no company is going to ignore profits. They, they, Microsoft has to answer to the shareholders. okay? And the shareholders want profit, period. They don't care about it. That, so that's the thing is I think a lot of people also forget about is, yeah, Phil Spencer might be a gamer and he's trying to do everything right. He still has to answer to the people that want profits. Everybody wants money. They want to get rich. They want to get richer. They want to make money. They're, rich people are rich because they don't give their money away. Period. You know, and that's again, I said that about people like, oh, well, people like say, well, they should cut the price of Scorpio. They could take the loss. They have a lot of money because they don't give it. They don't do everything at a loss. They have other stuff that they lose money on. A business doesn't go into business with the uh, with the point of losing money. They won't be in business long and it wouldn't take long for them to lose a lot of money on Xbox for the guys running Microsoft like Sata Nadella to say we're done. Xbox is out. We're losing money. Sata doesn't. Nadella doesn't care about Xbox. He doesn't care about the gamers. When he first came on board, he talked about getting rid of Xbox. So when you make comments, uh, did he want you, to spin him off? Or he something? wanted to sell it off. He wanted to get rid of it. Yeah. He doesn't want it as part of Microsoft. So when when the gamers who are saying, "Oh, they should just cut and take their losses," guess what? You could be putting the knife to your own throat for your favorite console. It has to be profitable or companies will drop it, period. You can't just take a loss. The last thing I wanted to say was regards to why can Sony and Nintendo make games in the East, but Microsoft can't. Sony and Nintendo are Japanese companies. Microsoft is a U.S.-based company. Very different cultures. Uh, If you look at the sales of the 360 and you look at the sales of the PS1 in Japan, they're not buying it. They don't. They don't buy it because they're buying the the, the Sony Nintendo. They're very, uh, and I you know if we've got a Japanese listener out there, anybody from that you know that type of culture, um, and you want to correct me, that's awesome. But my understanding of that culture is they're very much um, they're going to buy their own from their own companies. You know, that's what they do. They support their own. Um, that's why they, they, they are going to support that. Yes, some people might buy an Xbox, but they're going to buy the PlayStation and the, and the Nintendos first. Um, and, and, and when they're not selling consoles, no developer is going to put money into the, to writing games for the Xbox that has 30 consoles in the country. You know, there's just not enough people there that are buying the Xbox One for any developer to write games for it. Again, they're not going to write games to lose money. If there's no profit in it, they're not going to do it. So that's not necessarily Microsoft's fault. I think it's very much a cultural thing. Now, where I think Microsoft can make inroads is Europe. They need to be doing more there. Um, And they do have a big, they do have a bigger footprint in Europe. So, but again, not arguing with this guy, just trying to make some kind of comments um, on why Microsoft can't do what Sony and Nintendo can, you know, that that's their japanese companies they're going to be very successful in J- in japan all right they get it they know what their own people want microsoft is knows us in the us they don't know the japanese market and they're trying they got people there but it's not something you can just switch <laughs> and, and do overnight so but um all right cool i again really appreciate it and i will shut up now <laughs> Because I want Rob okay. to read this next one. <laughs> all right.
1: The next one is from Malia. Uh, she writes in, I had to listen to your program Monday hey, so hey, I hey, could hey, get no, the games. No. Read,
0: read the first part of the message.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, she wrote in, I hope uh, Rob reads this email. He has such a lovely voice.
0: Exactly. <laughs> thank, thank
1: you very much, Liam. I'm flattered. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> Go ahead, Rob. He's I'm all flustered. I'm blushing. <laughs>
1: But uh, Leah writes in, uh, I had to listen to your program Monday so I could get the games before his uh, birthday. This is where um, uh, she was trying to get some games uh, for her boyfriend for his birthday. And it says, uh, thanks to your answer for my question. I ended up buying Battlefield 1 uh, for PS4 and Ghost uh, Recon Wildlands for Xbox, uh, which he had borrowed from a friend. I got both on sale for $25 each, and he was very pleased with the choice. Sincerely, Leah. So that's cool. We gave her some good recommendations. Cool. Awesome. Yes.
0: Alrighty. So let's move on. We are getting there. So you can reach, follow us at Twitter, the forward slash Twitter to see our Twitter feed. Brun runs that. Uh, Facebook, we're on com forward slash Facebook. We talk about all kinds of stuff in there. That's our that's where our community is active. And this past week, there was a couple of things. So number one, there was a mention about how to do game sharing. I know our community was awesome. They posted, uh, several people replied. Someone even, excuse me, posted a link. So real quick, and I know we've talked about it on the show, but I just wanted to respond to that real quick. So if you want to set up game sharing in your home, now, say you got two Xboxes. Um, you take the one that you want, basically you want to share. So you want the family, say the family Xbox. That's where all your kids and the wife might play. You're going to log into that Xbox as under your gamer tag. You're going to set that as your home Xbox, okay? And then you can basically log out. That's fine. Then you go into your own Xbox. Say it's in your office or your game room or your bedroom or wherever. The one that you alone are going to be playing on. All you do there is you just log into it with your, uh, with your gamer tag. Now, what that means is you can play your games on that Xbox. And because the other one in the family room is your home Xbox, everybody else can log in with their own gamer tags and play the games that you have downloaded or purchased. So they're, they're available. That also means that if, say, you, you and your wife want to play the same game, you only buy one copy of it. You both sit at your own Xbox, and you both log in and play the same game. Um, And that's how the game sharing works on the Xbox One. So hopefully that is helpful. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to me via uh, um, a message uh, through Xbox Live or Facebook or whatever. Uh, All right, Rob, we got one from uh, Sean on the Facebook. You want to read that one as well?
1: Sure. Okay, uh, Sean writes in, I would like to hear the opinions on the news about uh, Battlefield 2's story mode, including adding IGN alum Mitch Dyer, who was critical of Battlefield, not having story mode in the first game. Also thoughts on any surprises that may come during E3, including possibilities of VR exclusive games and what Microsoft may do to get more (coughs) third-party exclusives, as it seems like every trailer I see for for a new game is followed by a PlayStation logo.
0: I think, Interesting. I, think, I think we answered his questions on our thoughts on the story mode. Um, I, I agree with Mitch Dyer, who was critical of it not having one. I, that's what I wanted. I, I think had there been a story mode in the first Battlefront game, I would have probably dove more into the multiplayer. I did try some of the, um, was it like survival mode or whatever? You could play that by yourself, but I really wanted a, just a campaign. So um, I think the campaign will draw me more into other parts of the game um so what's what what surprises are we going to have at e3 other than the price of scorpio regardless of what it is i think we'll all be surprised <laughs> what do you think's coming out what i you- think
1: i think they're going to have another trailer for below and no release date yet
0: and cuphead
1: that's <laughs> and cuphead yeah and uh yeah, Below was on the reveal back in, what, 20, May 2013? Four yeah. years ago? Yeah. yeah, And that was that. what, I think they called it a roguelike game. Yeah. It looked interesting. Um, I wonder what's taking it so long since, you know, they seem to develop AAA titles in the in last time.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't think we'll see VR stuff. Um, I really don't think we will. And I don't really care. I'm fine with that. I don't. VR doesn't interest me. Um, I think we'll get a release date for Crackdown. Um, I'm going to predict that Crackdown 3 will come out August-September time frame. Um, that would be my guess. I, I can't see them releasing that in holiday. They got to do it early would be my, my, my thoughts. Um, there was something else I had thought of. Oh, I think we're going to have... I think they're going to announce original Xbox games backward compatibility. I think we'll see an original Xbox game library available for Xbox one, um, which would be really cool. So that's my out on the (laughs) hanging it out there. Guess. Um,
1: you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they do have a little bit of VR stuff, but just conceptual kind of like what they did with the, um,
0: Hololens?
1: No, there was that one game that they had where it somehow integrated with Kinect, and you were supposedly holding a gun. You remember that? No. It's like you were holding like a rifle, and then you did various things with your hands to like reload or to like switch stuff out.
0: I don't think. I think they're going to get away from all that garbage. No, no. I, I mean, I they are, but I mean, it.
1: they'll do something VR-wise akin to that, where it's going to be kind of like something that you could maybe do with VR, but, you know, who knows when we'll see it or,
0: I think or smart how it will actually work. To have some VR something for um, Scorpio. And I do recall that Todd Howard said, I think last year when they did that, but when they did that Scorpio reveal last year, they had like Todd Howard got on and made a comment about, you know, doing real true VR. So maybe we'll yeah. see like Fallout 4 VR version for Scorpio. Um, we might see something like that. I mean, that would be, I think, really good too. And that would be good because it does say, hey, Xbox has has VR as well. Um, and also if you could do like the Fallout 4 and that was an exclusive to Xbox, that would be really cool. That would be a big win for him, I think. Um, I'd love to see a Sunset Overdrive 2 released, but I don't think we're going to see that. I don't know. What yeah. else? There's a lot of games I'd love to see, like, come back. Like, uh, uh, Stranglehold and Syndicate. <laughs> I would love to see yeah. those come back. But, I, you know, that's just me dreaming. But
1: Maybe the uh, Scorpio is going to unleash a whole new wave of uh, 4K definitive editions. So, you know, you bought the original, you bought the definitive edition, and now there's a 4K definitive.
0: Yeah, so, well, I think... I think just seeing what, because supposedly the thing's going to upscale every, every game already in existence that, you know, so all our games we already have that we bought for the last three plus years will already upscale. Yeah. And I'm not sure how that's going to work or what, you know, but I mean, the pro just does upscaling. It's not true 4 K for the right. PS4 pro. So, but, um, I think one other thing I'm still going to hang out there is, uh, that I would love to see is, you know, we've got the, game pass i want to see digital rentals i'm going to say they're going to drop that on us digital rentals on xbox one you know they can do it
1: yeah that would be kind of neat i mean that's really no different that's no different than what they're doing on the the free to play weekends for some of these games
0: exactly they're already doing it just give me xbox live platinum i pay Instead of sixty dollars a year you pay a hundred dollars a year or whatever you, whatever they want to charge you or pay an extra ten twenty dollars a month whatever i don't care make it separate make it add- on and uh, allow me to digitally rent games and so many at a time and i have to delete them if i want to digitally rent something else you know
1: well, just, what do you think about renting a game for like a time period like you know fifteen dollars a week no so for I, the people, I like the like Gamefly can...
0: model where you just you just say i'm gonna boom i'm gonna pay this month every month and i can You know, if I get a new game, I play it one day and I send it back to them. I mean, you know, some of these games you want to play the campaign. And if they're only four to eight hours long, you're done in a day. Like one Saturday, boom, I'm going to play this. I played what I want. I don't want multiplayer. I delete it. and I rent another game. You can Mm -hmm. rent and play as many as you want, but only so many at a time. You know, they got to put limits on it. And I get that. But I want a digital rental service. Sure. So. All right. So. All right, so that's our thoughts. Um, yes. Next thing, um, so uh, retail releases, Rob.
1: All right, so for uh, the week of April 17th, which is today for us, uh, recording here on the 17th, through the 23rd, a couple of titles we have uh, that are arriving are Voodoo Vince Remastered on the 18th, Tuesday, Flint Hook on the 18th, Late Shift also on the 18th, Uh, ATV Renegades on the 18th as well, another one on the 18th is Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap, Uh, also the Disney Afternoon Collection, Shinus, the Lightning Kingdom, I think that's how you pronounce it, and uh, so that's it for the 18th. Yeah, quite a few titles on releasing on Tuesday. And then on the twenty first, we have Cities Skylines, Xbox One edition. I know a lot of people are probably looking forward to that one if they've been playing it on a PC. Uh also on the twenty first we have Deformers, Racing <coughs> Sun, and N Verlore Verstand. Verstand. It's an odd name. <laughs> So uh, that's what we've got coming out this week, a fair amount of titles there. Uh, Games with Gold just recently switched over uh, in the middle of the month here. Uh, I believe it was yesterday that switched over. Uh, For Xbox One, you still have Rise, Son of Rome going through the end of the month. Brand new this week is The Walking Dead Season 2, and this is the complete season, all five parts. You have now four more weeks to get this one through the middle of May. And Xbox 360 uh, backwards compatibil- compatibility title was Assassin's Creed Revelations. So you have two more weeks to grab that one. And remember, that one is backwards compatible, so you can play it on both 360 and Xbox One. Then uh, also, you, if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon, no matter what it is, does not have to be gaming-related. It could be toilet paper. It could be... I don't know, car parts, whatever you want to do, clothing. Uh, If you make any purchase on Amazon, uh, please make sure to use our affiliate link. You can find that on our website at thisxboxlife.com. Click on the big old Amazon logo at the top right, or you can also go to thisxboxlife.com forward slash Amazon. It does not cost you anything extra to do that, but uh, it helps support the show. We get a teeny tiny little finder's fee of sorts for sending you their way. Uh, We help. Uh, or that helps us uh, defray server costs and all that other good stuff and run uh, contests for our wonderful listeners like you. And then if you're on iTunes, find our show on there, find this Xbox life in the iTunes store. Give us a rating of five stars. The more five-star ratings that we get, the higher up we move in the rankings over there and helps other people find our show. And uh, I believe that I don't have anything else uh, for this this, uh, episode here. Do you?
0: yeah i got one thing uh in our chat um sal carrier asked asked us what sequels would we like to see get announced at e3 not including crackdown so i did mention so stranglehold um if if you guys played that on the 360 that was a a john woo game you were like the um, i think you were like a detective in china or hong kong or something but it was kind of like you could slow down time and go over tables and It was a great little shooter title. I absolutely love that game. I would love a Stranglehold 2. Syndicate on the 360 was phenomenal. I loved it. I would love to see a Syndicate 2. I I want uh, um, uh, Overdrive. Um, Sunset Overdrive. I want Sunset Overdrive 2. Those are three I really, really want. I also want Saints Row 5. Um, I know they're bringing out Agents of Mayhem, but it's not really what i want even though it's a new game and saints row 4 was very much like saints row 3 they were basically kind of identical but i would love a saints row 5 like new game new give us all new but i love those the flying and the powers and the character customization and just the fun craziness of saints row uh games so those are some things i would like um i'm gonna jump in on one of rob's is uh shadow complex 2 yeah (laughs) yeah I know he wants that. Oh, sure. Which I still think they got a that, drop on us because they didn't, they brought out shadow complex on, was it on PC and.
1: Uh, it's not the same. But, I mean.
0: But they built up like, we're going to do this, making you think like, hey, something else is coming in. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so. I
1: don't and, know.
0: Anything else you want to see?
1: Uh, blur 2. Ooh, Remember that great. racing game? Yep. That was fun. Blur two. Um, oh, there was another one I was just thinking of. What the heck was it? Um Ori in the Blind Forest. The first one was amazing. Hard as heck, but great, great game. And um, so you you did my Shadow Complex one. Um maybe like a new rise.
0: Rise Son of Room 2 would be nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I really like that one. I would like to see a third Dishonored. <laughs> Even though the second one just came out.
0: <laughs> hey, don't hurt to ask.
1: Love that game. Yeah. That's that's really not a sequel. That's a whatever the name is for a third one.
0: And I know it's been announced already, but I want I'm looking forward to seeing Red Dead Redemption 2. Really excited to see some information on that and i hope that microsoft gets some kind of exclusive deal on that one um but irregardless i just want to see it in 4k and see what that thing's going to look like i think it's going to be oh amazing. yeah Ooh, i'd love to see a new max Payne game sure yeah. max Payne 3 was a lot of fun i would love to see another one um i would be <laughs> this will sound funny army of two i thought those were kind of fun games i enjoyed those um i'd be down for a new one of those so but uh i'm sure there's a lot of other stuff i could think of oh yeah i would love to see sequels too but uh diablo 4 would be nice (laughs) oh yeah yeah gosh i would love a a new diablo game man that game i put a ton of time into i still want to go back and play some more um and no no to that one to the real kevbo sorry he said destiny too <laughs> <laughs> you'll find no destiny fans on this show unfortunately um i i don't know braun might break down and get it um because he really liked it he's just irritated about the fact that he paid full price for the game and still doesn't have all his promised content two years later so and i think that's a fair complaint <laughs> so yeah yeah uh, but uh cool all right that was it um do you have any other games Ron, or rob
1: no no all
0: right well we appreciate everybody uh joining and watching uh we're normally on sunday night 7 p.m pacific time uh so check back next sunday on twitch and we'll have the audio out to you guys here shortly next day or two and uh we appreciate it so you guys have a great week we'll see you on live this is mark aka wingman 709 taking off
1: and Rob also known as Prestar. Thanks for listening, everybody.